Hi, this is Lori. And this is Rachel. Welcome to Tales, Tales from, from the Rock Side. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Mom. Lori, whatever. Are you ready for this week's podcast? I am. Let me guess. Is it about Elvis Costello? <laughs> First no. name, right. Second name, <laughs> not right. <laughs> nope. Today, it's Elvis Presley, part three. And the last, the part, last part. The final. The final Elvis. The final. The final curtain. The final Elvis. When we get done, we can say Elvis has left the building. I don't He won't remember this building very long. No, but do you, do you know what that means? <laughs> yeah, he's dead. No. That's what I always heard. Oh, shit. It's fine. I spilled a little bit of coffee. It's fine. No. At the end of every concert, they got to where they had to say Elvis has left the building because if they didn't, people kept cheering for more encores. That's cute. So they had to come on so to, they had the, to, come on on to like, and do an announcement. Guys, he's fucking done. Yeah. They'd, they'd have to come over to the intercom and say Elvis has left the building so people would stop cheering, asking for another encore and they would just leave. Go, go, home. go home. Yeah. That's funny. So, do you want to do a quick catch-up of where we're at in his story so far? For me? Yes. Rachel does Rachel does it? That's what we did last week. Oh, yeah. Well, I was... I think I paid more attention when I was sick. Um, <laughs> Great. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're like, I'm going to get your ass sick forever, podcast. <laughs> um, he went to war. Yep. Well, maybe go to war. Well, yeah, he, whatever. He was in the army. He was in the army. They cut his hair. That was a whole thing. Yeah. Um, they, I'm going to burp. Okay. Uh. Wow. <laughs> what happened when he was in the army? He went overseas and went to Germany. Yes. And he met Priscilla. Yes. But he was kind of still hoeing around. Yeah. And how old was she when they met? Like 14, yes. right? That's all right. Yeah. I sent a picture. I said, I put a picture on the, I'm going to burp again. I'm so sorry. What is happening? We just had donuts and coffee. I think don't, we'll be real. I think I'm we don't do this every week. But we had donuts and coffee from this. We got donuts from this place called Russia's Bakery in Ooh. Reynoldsburg, Ohio. And they were unbelievably good. Yeah. Unbelievably Highly good. recommend. Yes. Yes. They're not a sponsor. But if they want to sponsor us and pay us in donuts, we would be very happy. And very fat. <laughs> True. But Which, I mean. They were extremely So I guess not donuts. that different. <laughs> so anyway. Sorry. Um. So they met Priscilla. And then. But like her senior year of high school, her parents were like, "Yeah, you can put whatever. You can go live with yeah. Elvis." Yeah, he came. She came back over. And yeah, and they were like, "But you have to live in the guest house." Well, that wasn't happening because yeah. come on. Um. So they were living together, and they were fucking. I'm assuming. I don't know. Sure. As much as Elvis did. I mean, he was he he. I mean, it's not that he never had full pen. I mean, they sack. had a baby. <laughs> well, yeah, so, that was later though. I'm just saying they yeah. did have a baby. Yeah. But he was, he was very weird about, like, you know. He liked rimming? I don't think he liked rimming. I think he liked heavy petting. Well, that's not as fun. Yeah. Anyway. Whatever. Um, then they got married. Yeah, but what else happened to Elvis during this time? His mom died. His mom, his mom died, yes. Wait, was that earlier? No, that was right after he went into the army. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, he did a bunch of movies. Yes. We looked up that one, and I forgot to watch the video for it, and now I regret everything, because yeah. I should have looked it up. Oops. Or I looked it up, I didn't watch it. Okay. So, this is all throughout the 60s. Yeah. 
He's stuck in this endless parade of bad movies. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, he, what did we say? He did 27 movies? Something like that. In, like, three years or something? Well, it was a little more than that. Mm. Nine years? Mm. Ten years? Yeah. Something like that. It was, he did a lot of movies <clears throat> in a lot of short, not much time. It was like, it was about every five months he was yeah. making a new movie. That's too much And work. they, they had quickly gone from, like, let's find different properties and have Elvis do them to just saying... Let's just make an Elvis movie. And yeah, so well, it's very... even turned into like you know somebody's like, oh, it's an Elvis movie. Yeah, it's almost a genre. It it really is. It really is. So they became very formulaic. They right. they were just like the you know, it's got a a goofy bad musical comedy storyline. You know, and there's Elvis. a pretty girl that he's yeah. chasing around, and there's some songs. Right. And because they were making so many. And they also, the songs had to have part of the ownership going to the Aberbach brothers. Yeah. Um, and so they were very, not, nobody was trying to make good music. Exactly. No challenges. So anyway, so he's stuck in this endless parade of bad movies. He was quoted as saying, the only thing worse than watching a bad movie is being in one. <laughs> Damn, son. <laughs> yeah. And you know, there's, you could do a lot of speculation about why he was doing this. Um, obviously, it's because his manager, Colonel Tom Parker, is telling him to. Right. But an underlying reason is that the movies made Elvis a lot of money. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, you know... Uh, you're was... a teen tween, you know. Well, yeah, and he's making more money on the movies with less effort than yeah. he is in music at this time. And, uh, you know, although he had a bunch of money, and, of course, he had his house, and he had all this luxury and stuff, he he was still, like, he grew up dirt poor, so that anxiety, I don't think it ever really left him. Probably not. It's the same with people who grew up in the, like, the Depression era. Yeah, yeah. And he was not a greedy person, per se. But yeah. But he was real paranoid about anybody taking advantage of him. And he also was in that situation where it's like, you're going to pay me how much? Okay, I'll do it. Because I, I have to constantly have money coming right. in. Otherwise, we're going to end up poor. Yeah. You know. When, I mean, really, he probably should have just got like a financial advisor or something yeah, yeah. Probably been and fine. that's the other thing is is that um throughout his whole life the person that was ostensibly in charge of his finance was his father vernon presley oh okay and it wasn't that vernon mismanaged it's just that he didn't have the experience or training to well, yeah if manage they were money dirt, on if that they were dirt level. poor then what yeah was, you know yeah and i mean he tried to do you know he tried to curb elvis's spending some right but he, like I said, he didn't have the training to deal with that kind of money and to be putting well, yeah. it into things that would, you know, grow the money or protect it. He just didn't have the ability to do that, you know. And Colonel Parker would always say, I don't do the financial stuff, so you can't blame me for Elvis doing then, these monies. But he really did. Yeah. Because the thing is, is that the a lot of the projects that he pushed Elvis into doing were things that would then also turn money For into him. Colonel Parker. Right. So he did have an interest in the money. Yeah. He was aware of what was going on. Yeah, Elvis should have had, like, an accountant. He really should have. Yeah, an outside person. Yeah. So, and throughout the 60s, music is undergoing a real sea change, obviously. Oh, well, yeah. Um, the leaders of this change were the Beatles. Obviously. Um, Elvis had sent a congratulatory telegram after the Beatles had their uh, record-breaking appearance on Ed Sullivan. Uh-huh. 
1965, he had an awkward meeting with them at his rented Hollywood home at Elvis's home, oh, which yeah. apparently was super uncomfortable. Um, they there's no they they said from the outset there wasn't going to be any filming of pictures taken. Right. From there's like one blurry picture of them like in the driveway, and that's it. Uh-huh. But uh, but I guess like they really were uncomfortable, you know. John was uncomfortable, so he was like Come, making his sarcastic right. comments, which Elvis didn't know how to take that kind of stuff. And um, apparently Ringo just wandered off and and played pool with one of Elvis's toadies. And why everything yeah, you just said, said that, about Ringo made so much sense. He said Ringo George just was disappeared on a bucket that makes yeah. sense too. So he really wasn't communicating. Paul was the only one that was really making a, a yeah, real effort. A real effort. And later on, John was just like, you know, like he's a god to me. It was oh, just, I'm it sure was, he was just was, scared. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was John's defense mechanism yeah. that were making him which is valid. crack wise, which I, he always did. Ringo this fucking spirit. Well, apparently they they Ringo's were like the best. <laughs> well, apparently what happened was like like you know after some real awkward talk, somebody was like, oh, let's ha- we've got some guitars, let's do some let's jam a little bit, right? Um, which they did and helped a little bit, but they were still awkward. But but they were like, somebody said to Ringo, oh, we don't have any drums for you, and he's like, all right, I'll go play pool. <laughs> he's like, I don't give a shit. Because so. Ringo is the fucking best. I love yeah. that Ringo was just like. Uh, you guys have fun. I'm not. Yeah. Gonna, I'm not gonna do that because I'm. Well, yeah. <laughs> obviously, there he was like, "Y'all have fun. I'm gonna go play pool with these guys." Exactly. Bye. Exactly. <laughs> Which is a very like. That's what I would do. Yeah. <laughs> you peace out. Yeah, exactly. You'd be like, "These guys well, aren't awkward. See you later." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but Elvis was really he was conflicted about the Beatles. He felt some jealousy over their success, but he admired their music. Right. And he felt he was being usurped. And in the wake of the Beatles' exuberance, he fe- he felt old-fashioned. He seemed old-fashioned. I mean, at that point, he kind of was. He was. He was. And it hadn't been that long before that that he was considered to be the, the yeah, rebel. Oh, yeah, exactly. You know, we're, we're talking this a 10-year time. maybe 10 years. Yeah. yeah. I mean, from 50s to 60s to 70s, there were so many big oh, gaps. And, and even 80s, yeah, the gaps yeah. were fucking nuts. Yeah, huge changes. Um, he struggled with feeling unworthy of his success, and he briefly dabbled in some New Age alternative religious thoughts. Uh-huh. Um, much of it he learned from a man named Larry Geller, who was a hairdresser who was working for Jay Sebring. Oh, no way! There's a name for you. Huh. Who then became Elvis's personal hairdresser, not Jay, Larry Geller. <laughs> Jay Sebring. Not Jay Sebring. <laughs> uh, Larry Geller became... That would be a talent I didn't know Jay Sebring had. <laughs> well, Jay Sebring was a hairdresser. Who am I thinking of? I don't know. I'm thinking, thinking of Jay Leno because of my oh, brain. Oh, no, no. Jay Sebring was uh, the guy who was uh, Sharon Tate's <sighs> yep. close friend. Now I'm there. Yes, my... who was then murdered by Guess whose coffee family. hasn't smacked in yet. Yes. Mine. Because I was going, Jay Leno. <laughs> no, no, no. Jay Sebring. Got it. Never mind. Yeah, this guy worked. At, my bad. This guy worked for Jay Sebring. Like, oh, Jay okay. Sebring had, he some, had like, his own. Salons, yeah, 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 yeah. And he worked for him. And then he went and cut Elvis's hair one time, and he they were talking yeah. about religions. And this guy was real into a whole bunch of new agey stuff. Yeah. So then he recommended some books to Elvis. And then pretty soon Elvis was like, why don't you be my personal hairdresser? And then the guy was kind of, you know. Yeah. His spiritual advisor. Like a guru. A little bit. Um, And that just happened. That only went on for a couple of years. Right. Uh, The spending continued unabated. He bought a ranch in Mississippi for $450,000. Jesus. Calling it the Circle G Ranch. The G stood for Graceland. G, not J. 
So it's not the circle, the circle, circle. No, it's the circle Graceland branch, or the circle G, but the G was of Graceland. Okay, I'm losing my mind. You, you can settle down now. I'm trying. I just hate. I just slammed <laughs> two donuts and coffee. Memo to Lori: No more sugar before Rachel does the podcast. <laughs> I can feel my insides. <laughs> Okay, he bought this ranch. He filled it with, with horses for him and Priscilla and all the entourage. Aw. Everybody bought, had their own pony? Yeah. Then he bought all the gear, and then he bought thousands of dollars of Western clothes for everyone. Like, he, he they went on this shopping spree. They were like, oh, well, if we're going to be riding horses, we got to have Western clothes. So they bought, like, designer Western clothes, not just for him and Priscilla, and all the entourage, and all the entourage's wife. So this is thousands Jesus. of dollars. This is a huge spending spree. I mean, it's really cute, the idea of being like, well, we got these horses, and we're going to ride them, so we all need <laughs> new outfits. <laughs> yeah, well, and I think the other problem is, is like, Graceland, after he bought Graceland, and he bought a couple little parcels of land around Graceland, but then the area started to build up more and more, right. so he didn't have, like... Land. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. and that privacy Which that makes he sense. to have. Um, then they decided that they needed pickup trucks to drive around the property. But they got without horses. But you gotta be able to drive around. You can't, like, the horses are for leisure riding. Got it. They're not for, like, traveling. Got it. So he bought eight trucks and house trailers for everybody right. in the group. Did they need eight? Well, he had eight members of his entourage, so everybody they had each to needed, have their own They each needed, they couldn't truck. split? That's what they all decided. Timetables? Yep, Come on, people. Needs it, needs it. So this little western excursion would last about 18 months. <laughs> And it's not very long for no. the amount of money. And then they sold the ranch for $440,000. Okay. So there was a $10,000 loss there. Yeah. Y'all couldn't have said Elvis lived here no, for Not a to bit. mention, that's just the property just, loss. Just the that's, property. You know, that doesn't cost the county. Yeah. The Clothing and the horses. And the and the, what the hell happened yeah. to the horses? Uh, probably most of them were sold. I know they kept a couple of them. Because Graceland was able to keep yeah. a couple of horses. They just couldn't keep enough horses for everybody to go play cowboys for, you know, mm-hmm. a year. So on May 1st, 1967, Elvis and Priscilla were married in a suite at the Aladdin Hotel in Las Vegas. This fucking thing! I'm so sorry. I didn't do shit. I didn't do shit. I didn't do shit. Rachel's a mess. That was the (laughs) I think I'm losing my mind. That was the dog. Yeah. Well, you're supposed to be like podcasting and not playing with the dog. I was drinking my coffee when it fell. Okay. I wasn't playing with the dog when it fell. The right. dog was getting up and being mad at me for not playing with her. Well, let's get back to the story. Sorry. What happened to Elvis? On May 1st, 1967, Elvis and Priscilla were married in a suite at the Aladdin Hotel in Las Vegas. And after a brief honeymoon at the ranch, Priscilla became pregnant. That was us. And this was one of the few bright spots at this time for Elvis was the yeah. birth of his child, Lisa Marie, on February 1st, 1968. Uh, one of the songs that Elvis did record at this time, around this time, mm-hmm. was Jerry Reed's Guitar Man. And, you know, he wasn't doing, outside of recording for the movies. He wasn't doing a lot of recording. He wasn't doing a lot of recording. Right. But he had heard on the radio, he had heard Jerry Reed's version of his song, Guitar Man, and he really liked it. Yeah. So, um, so he said, I'm a borrowed ass. Go to the book. Um, so he, he decided to do this. They went into the studio to record it and couldn't really get the right feel for it. So they're like, well, let's call up Jerry Reed and see if right. he can come in, too. So Jerry Reed came in, and they recorded, and they actually recorded, like, one or two songs. And, um, sorry for all the paper noise there. Um, I mean, I dropped my mic ten seconds ago, yeah, so. This isn't nearly as loud as that. Hey! So everybody, was, <laughs> everybody was really happy with the recording, but after it, he 
they told Jerry Reed, well, you're going to have to write, give away a third of the publishing rights to mm. the Elvis Presley music. Right. And Jerry Reed refused. Whoops. Um, and for some reason, they hadn't done this before. Feels like, yeah, maybe they should have negotiated yeah. that first. Yeah, so um, this is what Jerry Reed said. Jerry Reed told uh, Freddie Beanstalk, why didn't you tell me this before I come here? I could have saved you a lot of effort. You done wasted Elvis's time. You done wasted all these musicians' time and RCA's time. I'm not going to give you my soul. So they were like, well, they were like, you know, well, Jerry, we're not going to release it. And he's like, so he said, I'll put it to you this way. You don't need the money and Elvis don't need the money. And I'm making more money than I can spend right now. So why don't we forget we ever recorded the damn song? Damn. Yeah, Jerry Reed's kind of cool. Yeah, he's kind of badass. So they were like, oh, shit. <laughs> so they did go ahead and release it, you know. Yeah. Well, the problem is they were kind of like, okay, fine, we won't. But Elvis was like, no, no I, I yeah. really like my recording. We're going to release this. Oh yeah. So and that was like a a minor hit for Elvis. Right. You know, and he hadn't really had any hits for, for a, a while. while. Yeah. And then his third movie of 1968, which was called Live a Little, no, sorry, yeah, Live a Little, Love a Little. It did produce a hit. Mm-hmm. Forty years after it was recorded. <laughs> Um, the song A Little Less Conversation was remixed yeah. by Junkie XL in 2002, yep. and it became a worldwide hit. I heard it, yeah. Yeah, pretty wild, huh? I remember when it came out. Yeah. Yeah. And that'll be on the, the playlist, yeah. too. I, there's a playlist for every episode yes. on Spotify. Well, this one's gonna be a little late, but... And no, I'll do it later on You'll today. You'll do it later? Okay, never yeah, mind then. it'll be on there later on today. Never mind. So, um, with the movies drying up... Elvis made three more terrible movies in 1969. <laughs> three more horrendous movies. <laughs> yes. And then with the exception of a few concert films, that was it on the movies. Right. One of the last movies he made, I think it was, I think he, this was like his third to last, was this movie called Change of Habit with Mary Tyler Moore. Oh, hey. I've seen this movie. It is really, really bad. Elvis plays a doctor in like, um, okay. he's like a, a doctor in the like lower income neighborhood oh, okay and mary tyler moore along with a couple other women are nuns that are in this experimental program where nuns are going to dress in contemporary clothes to like infiltrate into the community so they can help people out uh-huh it's fucking stupid it it's sounds really stupid. bad it's really bad mary tyler moore was quoted later as saying that uh <laughs> why did i do this <laughs> no no she said um how, how did she she say it? She said she said it was said that Elvis slept with all of his leading ladies except for one, and I can tell you I was that one. And then she said, "What was I thinking?" <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Which is pretty cute. That's pretty cute. Um, so the movies are drying up, and so Colonel Parker maneuvered a deal with NBC to broadcast a Christmas special. Oh yeah. Recorded in late June in Burbank, California, the simple, which was simply called Elvis aired in December 3rd, 1968. And initially, Elvis didn't want to do it because Colonel Parker's vision had Elvis singing Christmas carols. Right. And Elvis was like, I don't want to do something cheesy. Yeah, I mean, I'm with him on the yeah. Christmas carols thing. Yeah, I think, well, I mean, I love them. You I can find, find so many, so fucking cheesy. So many old Christmas carol specials on, uh, on YouTube. I, I love the specials. They're amazing. No, I love the specials. <laughs> Sorry, I just told the dog to go away. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, it's a little whisper. It was, God, uh, that was the ghost. That wasn't mom. Anyway, um, so she wants attention. I mean, she's welcome to come up and sit with me, but, you know, come on. Anyway. Oh, oh 
It was the coordinates. See, I told you she was the one who did it. Oh, you're such a troublemaker. <laughs> I told you it was Anyway, wrong. go back to Christmas specials. I'm so sorry. No, Christmas specials are great. I hate Christmas carols, which is a completely different and separate thing to me. Oh, I don't I don't mind them in the context of a Christmas special. No, in the context of a Christmas special, it's I mean, fun. Cher singing Oh Holy Night is... Cher's is amazing, and everybody should see that. It's on YouTube for free. Yes. That one's wonderful. great. Wonderful. That one's really good. Um, and the Judy Garland one is fantastic. Well, yeah. Because, duh. Uh, but I don't like to really just hear them out and, out and about. No, I got you. I got you there. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. But anyway... So back to the Elvis. Um, the specials producer, Bob Finkel, had a different idea. This dog is such a pain in the ass. <laughs> After I know her, my, my pages, and she's just she's like, like, in my hello. Face. <laughs> Foxy. And then as soon as we get on with the podcast, and I'll be like, oh, I can pet you now. She'll be like, I'm not interested. Yeah, I know. That's because she's an asshole. Yeah. Anyway, the show's producer, Bob Finkel, had a different idea. He wanted to center the show just on Elvis performing Elvis's material, performing oh, yeah. stuff that Elvis wanted to sing. Uh, Steve Binder was hired to direct it. <laughs> In the Santa hat. <laughs> Steve Binder was hired to direct it, and they came up with a concept that would portray Elvis's career through his songs connected by the song Guitar Man. Oh, cool. An informal segment was planned featuring Elvis talking to members of his entourage, mm. which changed a little bit as time went on. Right. Uh, when Elvis had expressed fear about ha- not having performed in front of an audience for so long, because it was been like seven or eight years oh, since yeah. he performed in front of an audience, um, they it was suggested that they bring back DJ Fontana and Scotty Moore for a jam-type session, which they rounded out with Charlie Hodge and Alan Fortes. So there was oh, his okay. Old, it was his old buddies. Yeah, his yeah. old buddies. Um, his old drummer, his old... Uh, uh, guitar player. Yeah, so it was all the people he like was already comfortable yeah. with. Yeah, and this turned into just totally iconic Elvis. He's oh in, yeah. He's in a full leather suit. He's joking and he's singing and he's got a real rawness. He's making cracking jokes. He's telling stories about different yeah. songs. He's he's real loose and informal. The audience is just eating it up. I'm sure. They did it like where they're sitting in a round. I mean, I know you've seen pictures. I'm of sure this. I've seen pictures. Yeah, they're, like, sitting together in a round, and, like, DJ Fontana has, like, a, a drum case that he just, oh, like, yeah. doesn't have a rhythm on. And yeah, it's real loose. Really real chill. Cool. Um, the special was initially slated to end with a Christmas song, mm-hmm. but it ended with a song called If I Can Dream, which was written by W. Earl Brown, that was specifically written to reflect Elvis's sorrow over the recent assassinations of Martin Luther King Jr. and Robert Kennedy. Oh, Yeah. That would be around the Robert. Yeah. It was. In, in fact, I think that Robert Kennedy was assassinated. Like, Martin Luther King had been assassinated, and then Robert Kennedy was assassinated while they were in rehearsals for the show. Jesus. Yeah, so. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, and for this number, Elvis wore a three-piece white suit and was standing in front of a large Elvis sign in red letters, which is kind of another iconic I've visual. I've seen that, yeah. Um, and after finishing the song, Presley closed the special by just saying, simply saying, thank you, good night. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, oops, I missed the page. Uh-oh. I was like, ooh, yeah, big jump in time there. <laughs> like, hold on, that's not right. <laughs> This show was later known as the 68 Comeback Special, got 42% of the total viewing audience. This is unheard of these wow. days. You don't get that kind of number no. as many channels. Well, we there's now. a thousand channels. Yeah. And most people watch Netflix, so. <laughs> well, yeah. And it was NBC's highest rated show of the season. Yeah. By January 1969, the single If I Can Dream reached number 12. Wow. And this really kind of pointed a 
the way that the rest of Elvis's career would go. It, right. He he got back in front of an audience and was like, I really like performing live. Yeah, exactly. I like performing live. So that really became the crux of his career from now on. Right. And obviously recording also. Well, yeah. Um, the, it's like shortly after that, he had a, a series of really highly productive recording sessions at American Sound Studios, mm-hmm. which led to the album From Elvis to Memphis, which was another one of his albums that's considered one of the better al- yeah. Elvis albums. Uh, released in June 1969, it was his first secular non-soundtrack album in the studio in eight years. That's a long time. A long time. As described by Dave Marsh, it is a masterpiece in which Elvis immediately catches up with pop music trends that have seemed to pass him by during the movie years. He sings country songs, soul songs, and rockers with real conviction, a stunning achievement. The single In the Ghetto from the album reached number three on the pop charts. Oh yeah, I've heard that song. Later singles that were also recorded at these sessions included Don't Cry Daddy, Kentucky Rain, and my favorite Elvis song, Suspicious Minds. I love love Suspicious Suspicious Minds. Minds. That's a good song. And that was Elvis' first pop number one in over seven years, and it was also his last pop number one. Right. Excuse me, sorry. So after the comeback special, Elvis really wanted to resume regular live performing. Yeah. So he was scheduled to perform at the new International Hotel in Las Vegas for 57 shows over four weeks beginning July 31st. Yeah. And that this was just infinitely more successful than his very first time he ever played in Vegas. Oh, yeah. He's so, so, he's so associated with Vegas. Yes. Now. And this is where this it is starts. This is where it started? Okay. This is where it starts. Um, the audience gave him a standing ovation before he even sang a note. He Jeez. walked out on stage, they gave him a standing ovation. As soon as the performance over, another standing ovation. And then he was called on for an encore, which was Can't Help Falling in Love, and another standing ovation. Jesus. Yeah. So Colonel Parker then negotiated an unprecedented contract with the hotel for five years, where Elvis would play every February and every August, and he'd get a million dollars a year. Whew. Yeah. Yeah, it was very lucrative. That's and that nice. Was, and that was just Vegas. <laughs> That was just he was yeah, still exactly. then then they put him on a pretty regular touring, touring schedule, schedule around yeah. the country. Um, Elvis was opposed to recreational drugs, Lame. and <laughs> he met President Richard Nixon on December twenty first, nineteen seventy. This is weird. I've this seen that picture. Really weird. Elvis was the one that did it, and Nixon was just like, uh, okay, sure, whatever, whatever. <laughs> Elvis felt like you know, obviously it was good publicity for, or well, Nixon yeah. felt it was good publicity. For Nixon. Yeah. Um, and it might help get the youth on Nixon's side. Right. And Elvis... There was a... Like, why Elvis? Well, I'm not really sure. He wanted some kind of validation. I don't know. So he wanted a... He asked for a um, badge from the Bureau of Narcotics and Dangerous Drugs to, like, certify Elvis as being someone who's going to help fight... A narc? He's a certified narc? Basically. Lame. It's really bizarre. That is weird. It was really bizarre. And at the time, he's like totally strung out. He's taken so many prescriptions. I know. But this is, there's a prescription. prescription. They're not considered. Yeah, yeah, like I said, of course, the use of prescription drugs continued unabated. Yeah, I would recommend that if you're curious about the use of prescription drugs, everybody should watch The Pharmacist on Netflix. I watched it in one sitting and it was wild. Yeah. So everybody watch it. I won't spoil anything. It was really good though. Okay. Um, Elvis and, Pres- and Priscilla separated on February 23rd, 1972. How old was their daughter at that point? Not um, very old. She's like four. Yeah, that's young. Yeah. Um, Elvis had this really, he didn't, you know, he had so many hangups. He kind of, yeah, he had one some of, quirks. Yeah, one of his hangups with sex is that he didn't like to have sex with a woman who has had a baby. Okay. 
I I think it's because he it was like oh now she's a mother so she's like sainted so you shouldn't do something dirty with her. Well, that's boring. Yeah, I know. So so basically, he wasn't having sex with Priscilla at all anymore. And this is a girl. I mean, she's like. I was gonna say twenties, maybe twenty something. Yeah, I mean, she's still young. Yeah, still now. Of course, she's you know had at, at for a while there had been like. I'll do everything that Elvis wants me to do. and But you can tell if you look at pictures, like, she kind of stops. She stops dyeing her hair. Yeah, she, she chills with, her the, life. with the makeup. Yeah. She's she's probably kind of easing herself off of the drugs. Probably. You know, so, yeah, she's she's kind of, like, growing up. Well, yeah, basically. I mean, she probably had to He married ease. a child, and yeah. then she grew up, and they grew apart. Yeah. Duh. She probably had to ease off the drugs if she still, like, was breastfeeding. Well, yeah, for sure. She probably, she probably stopped. I don't know. I haven't read anything, but it, but she probably did stop probably when did. she got pregnant. Yeah, exactly. Um, and she also, like, they had met this guy who was a karate instructor. Elvis was super into karate. His whole life, Elvis I didn't was know that. That's cool. super, super into karate. Oh, yeah, there's, like, a lot of times he would break out into karate moves on stage. There's a whole bunch of videos what of him doing karate. I know. It's crazy. But What he, a little dweeb. Yeah, they had met this guy named Mike Stone who was a karate instructor. And then they was recommended that, oh, Priscilla should study with him. And then, of course, Elvis is, uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, so then Elvis I is, made the universal signal for fucking. <laughs> yeah, with her fingers. With my fingers. So, so elegantly. Um and <laughs> I forgot this was only audio. <laughs> yeah, so so basically Elvis is gone touring and you yeah. know, there's this hot, hot young karate yeah. instructor. Priscilla's <laughs> boinking the karate instructor. That's Rexy, don't pull my mic out again. She was really close. <laughs> so yeah, so you know, they're they're talking about separating and Priscilla ad- admits to the relationship yeah. and Elvis is pretty much done with her. Five months he, later She goes, Well, I'm boinking your karate instructor, so anyway. five months later his Priscilla Presley had a new girlfriend, Linda Thompson, who was a songwriter and a Memphis beauty queen. She moved in. Oh, that was fast. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, did but Priscilla I, he move? Probably, he, yeah, she moved out. Okay. And I think that he probably, and I think she then kind of reload. I think by then she was pretty much living in Los Angeles anyways, because they did have a house in Los I Angeles. I knew they had a house in LA. And I think that she got the house in the divorce, if I'm not probably. wrong. Probably. And I think she was also, because she, this whole time too, she had been taking a lot of acting lessons. Right. And dancing lessons and singing lessons so i think she was kind of like i want to have my own oh yeah for sure you know thing and she did have a pretty successful acting career yeah she had a pretty successful career mm-hmm. yeah um then she got some weird work done yeah she's had some not great plastic surgery which sucks because she's pretty pretty lady yeah, exactly um so yeah and i think he might have been seeing linda thompson a little bit probably before the, before the probably he was kind of a uh uh snake he always had somebody on you know because yeah. even after then when he had linda thompson there was always more girls around. yeah exactly you know, that's just what elvis did um in january 1973 elvis performed two benefit concerts for the kuili lee cancer fund Kui lee cancer fund i'm not sure i don't know uh filming a tv special called aloha from hawaii which would be the first concert by a solo artist to be aired globally so they aired this yeah. all across the world at the same time. I've seen clips Pretty of wild. it. Ooh, sorry. Um, his costume by now is what people associate with Elvis, which is the yep. high-collared jumpsuit, yep. embellished white, big old, all over. Big old sleeves, big old, big old bell yeah, bottoms. that giant belt. Yep, the he big old the big belt. belt. It's like a WWE belt. Yeah, yeah. 
And uh, he had for all the wrestling people out there. <laughs> and then he had a, a cape that he put on at one point. Yes, I've seen. That had a studded, had a American, studded American eagle. American so eagle. he'd turn around and he'd spread his arms out. It and looks you'd see this giant cape with a wild an American eagle on it. And then he, the other thing he used to love to do in his concerts is he would have like a whole bunch of scarves. Yeah. Just kind of like hanging yeah, around, hanging his, around neck. his neck. Yeah. And then when he would sing to the audience, get down in there, he'd like take a scarf and wipe it on his face and then give it to one of the pretty girls that are in the front. Ew. And they'd be like just screaming and pruning their pants and everything. So. But it probably smelled like sweat. Yeah. Elvis sweat. That's so gross. Rachel's Elvis sweat. I make I make my boyfriend if he comes home from work he like does mechanics and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, but it's not Elvis sweat. Even if he was Elvis, I'd make him take a shower before yeah, no, he wants I to like snuggle I mean, cuddle. I'm, I'm not into it, but you know, I whatever. I don't give it. The sweat thing makes me kind of like lit. Yeah, it's funny because I've even seen like on uh uh. That's still a thing people do. I just think it's gross. <laughs> was I was say I've seen on um, um, Antiques Roadshow. Some people will bring in like Elvis gave me this to see. <laughs> Because it, what, what the value of Did it? Did he rub his nuts on it first? Like, come on. Well, I mean, like, there was one lady that was on that I think he gave her, like, it was either a shirt or one of the jumpsuits or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Weird. Anyway. What, he just stripped down and gave her a jumpsuit? No, like, she met him afterwards. Oh, and, then, like, he sent it to her. Got it. Or got like it. That. So, uh, there was a double album that was released from this special, which became Elvis's last U.S. number one pop album during his lifetime. Uh-huh. There she goes. The she fell the first time. She got it this time, though. Yeah. Good job, Roxy. All right. Are we back to the story? Yeah, just, just, <laughs> I was just congratulating. You ignore the dog. I had to congratulate her. Uh, by 1973, uh-huh. Elvis's health is in a major, serious decline. You said the words ignore the dog. I know, and then she's right in my lap. Yeah. Now he's under the care of Dr. George Nicopolis, and Elvis is on a daily regime of uppers, downers, sleeping pills, and the painkiller Dilaudid. Oof, he's on quite the cocktail, huh? Yes. He's constantly touring. He did 168 concerts in 1973. Yeah. That is a lot of concerts. That's a lot of concerts. And, you know, we the other thing, what do we know about Elvis? What's the other thing we know about Elvis in regards to something that contribute to your health? He liked food. He liked to eat. We found a cookbook about him we recently. Did. We were just in a, in a thrift <laughs> we store, thrift and store. we found um, the cookbook called Are You Hungry Tonight? Are You Tonight? Hungry Tonight, which is a... It's hysterical. You can't tell me that's not the not best fucking name. <laughs> we did not buy it. We decided that that was against our health. Well, also, I glanced through it, and I was like, I think I have recipes for most oh, probably, of this stuff probably. It's all. It was all real southern. It's real southern. Home, southern. Down, home fried. They did have yeah. the, the recipe for the... The fried peanut butter and banana sandwich, which I said I have made one time. It was delicious. I was in a real dark place. Yeah. So uh, I probably won't ever have it again because I was going through some shit, which is why I made a peanut butter and banana sandwich fried. But uh, I mean, if you're having a happy, healthy day, maybe it is good. And they also had But it brings back some memories. They had the full for, recipe for, for the, the wedding, wedding cake. cake, which was how many tiers it was like was it? thirteen tiers or some huge. shit. It, it had like it had like this is how you do the piping. This is how you do oh, it. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. It was if you can find the book, you should probably look through it because it's very cool. You, yeah. I don't know if you should buy it unless you're you want to. Yeah. But it glance through it because it was fun. Yeah. So yeah, he had he just loved the most southern fried food he could. Find. Oh yeah. Health's not great. He split with Linda Thompson in November of 1976. And he started a relationship with a 20-year-old Ginger Alden. Ooh, 20. Elvis, Elvis is about 40, 41. That's what I thought. 
when he wasn't playing, when he wasn't touring, he was usually stayed in bed. He watched a lot of Monty Python. He loved Monty Python. I love Monty Python, too. And Me and Elvis, you know, <laughs> we could lay in bed and eat fucking peanut yeah, butter shit. I mean, and... he's also taking a lot of drugs, which he probably wouldn't do. Not the prescription ones. Yeah, but... Um, yeah, but those are the ones he's against. Yeah. Is the fun ones. Yeah. The prescription and, and ones I'm just, not into. he's eating. Yeah. Know. Like I said, I'm not into the prescription ones. Yeah. If he wanted to smoke a bowl and fucking eat nasty-ass food... And watch Monty Python every day. That sounds yeah. like the life. And he's rich because I would have to live yeah. off of that. Because there's no way. <laughs> there's a lot of stories of like, you know, middle of the night he'd be like, I can't sleep, so he'd just go down and get one of his toadies and let's go over to the diner and just yeah, he sounds like me. <laughs> um, a lot of his shows were cut short or canceled due to his health. Yeah. Um, and he also got he he did this thing for a while where and I, you know it was all the prescription drugs. Where sometimes he would go into these, like, rambling on stage. He would oh, just sure. start talking to the audience about all this really weird shit. And, yeah. You know, say probably stuff some that kind of you like, shouldn't probably yeah, say. Yeah, like some kind of fugue state, basically. A little bit. A little bit. So. Um, Which is why prescription drugs are scary. Yeah. Kids. After being fired by Vernon Presley, three of his bodyguards wrote the book, Elvis, What Happened, which detailed Oof. his years of drug abuse. And this really hurt Elvis. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was very upset because this was like the first, like, behind-the-scenes glimpse. And it oh, happened yeah. when he was still alive. When he was still alive. Yeah. Did uh, he get his narc badge taken away? No, I don't right. think so because, you know, oh, this is all prescription. Prescription. Yep. That's um, not... <laughs> If he would just had smoked weed, he probably would be fine to this day. He might be a little chunky, because, you know, some weed plus delicious southern food. True. But. Um, by this point, he was suffering from glaucoma, high blood pressure, liver damage, and an enlarged colon. Yeah. Each magnified, probably caused by drug abuse. Yeah. On the evening of Tuesday, August 16th, 1977, Presley was scheduled to fly out of Memphis to begin another tour. Yeah. This is, this is when he's gaining weight and stuff, too, right? He's I'm very heavy. That's what I thought. Point. Yeah, he had been gaining weight for the last couple of years. That's what I thought. Yeah. At this point. Um, that afternoon, Ginger Alden discovered him in an unresponsive state on the bathroom floor. Yeah. According to her eyewitness account, Elvis looked as if his entire body had completely frozen in the seated position while using the commode and had then fallen forward in that fixed position directly in front of it. Mm. It was clear that from the time whatever hit him to the moment he landed on the floor, Elvis hadn't moved. Was that, was that a heart attack? Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Attempts to revive him failed, and his death from cardiac arrest was officially pronounced at 3.30 p.m. at the Baptist Memorial Hospital. Yep. Now, his doctor, Dr. Nick, was charged with... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was his nickname, Dr. Nick. He was a real... Yeah, he's a real pill pusher. Is he? Yeah. Is he? I think, oh, I think The Simpsons you absolutely think the Simpsons is a, okay. took it. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. There's no way that The Simpsons didn't know. Hi, Dr. Nick. <laughs> There's no way that The Simpsons didn't know that Elvis's doctor was, was Dr. Dr. Nick. Nick. God. <laughs> yeah, no way. Not as Only in 1995. Exactly. <laughs> um, I love, there's some really great Simpsons episodes of Dr. Nick. The early seasons of The Simpsons yes. are so good. Uh, Dr. Nick was charged but exonerated of criminal liability for Elvis's death in 1981, but in the first eight months of 1977 alone, eight months, yeah. he had prescribed more than 10,000 doses of sedatives, amphetamines, and narcotics all in Elvis's name. Jesus! I know. Wait, how many? Do you know? Probably not. <coughs> what me. was the dosage that he I was taking? Know. You don't know? I don't know. 
Because, I, mean, I mean, even no matter what the dosage was, that's a fuck ton. It's a fuck ton. I mean, you can find. I'm sure you can find. I'm sure you can find. It is a crazy amount. But I'm sure it's, it's like, I'm sure the dosage was yeah, high as hell. Yeah, it's like killing Ultron high. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Like I said, everybody needs to watch The, the Pharmacist. Yeah. It's super interesting. They were talking about this uh, one, like, 16-year-old that was prescribed 80 milligrams of Oxy. Jesus. Yeah. And the pharmacist was like, no! <laughs> you're like 95 pounds soaking wet. No, you're not taking 80 grams. It was fucking wild. It yeah. was insane. Everybody should watch it. It was very interesting. Um, Dr. Nick's license was suspended for three months, and then it was permanently revoked in the 1990s after the Tennessee Medical Board brought new charges of overprescription. Right. Which is good. To this day, Elvis remains the best-selling solo artist. Yep. With sales estimated ranging between 600 million and 1 billion sales. That's insane. Yes, and he's got a whole bunch. There's a whole bunch of superlatives that he still yeah he still has. He still has like, I think he's. They said he's tied with Madonna. Or yeah, slightly we were behind about that. Madonna on the Billboard uh, chart singles. Yeah. It depends on how you count it because there was a counting change that happened like in the early 60s. Um, there's like, and there's like, there's a whole ton oh, more, sure. um, you know, obviously even, I think even this far Elvis is still like a pretty influential artist. Oh, he's like um, still very well known and sought. Ex- exactly. As, you know, like it's not uncommon for exactly. somebody to say that they like an Elvis song. Oh, for sure. For sure. And then just that whole like. Like, his whole story is so, like, the iconic rise and fall of a pop star. It really is. It's, oh, it's, yeah. It's just the, what you think of. And then the last thing I guess I mentioned, I didn't write anything of this down, but there has been the persistent rumor for years. That, that he's alive. He's alive, that he didn't really die. That's, yeah. It's not as nearly as what it was, no. like, in the 90s. I remember in the 90s, it was one of, that was one of the first, like, you know like playground celebrity conspiracy yeah. theory yeah. crap that you heard it was like it was like Elvis is still alive and Marilyn Manson uh removed his ribs so he could suck his own dick well, those were like the, yeah, two, the big two big ones big one. oh and then Tupac Tupac was still alive apparently too oh, which yeah. he's not sorry well there was like um in the 80s and 90s like I would say probably once a month, one of the tabloids had an Elvis was spotted. I remember those. Headline. Yeah, you know, grandma used constant. to get them. Yeah, my <laughs> mom was a little addicted. She to loved those like trashy really trash, like like the Inquirer yeah, and shit she like loved that. The Inquirer and the that Sun one was fun. And, yeah, that one I always them. remember because I remember looking at the photos. Like they had like one of the ones was like. Elvis is in hiding and like Elvis is on the corner or something and yeah. it was like just a blurry ass photo of somebody who kind of looked like Elvis and then but the main I remember this to this day because it was fucking wild the main picture was the main picture was an alien because it was the National Enquirer yeah but it was like an alien that they had put like Elvisy shit on like as if oh, to yeah. insinuate that Elvis might be an alien yeah it was wild yeah it was absolutely wild because they had it was almost like it's almost like have you ever seen those videos of people who are like look at how Nicki Minaj is a reptilian person yeah I love that bullshit because yeah. I find it fascinating yeah. and crazy there's one of Justin Bieber that is hilarious <laughs> but like it, it was that level of bullshittery and yeah. I will never forget it to this day because it made me laugh very hard as a um, eight-year-old or something so we're at the end of our Elvis Aww. saga. 
her first multi-parter. Elvis is gone. You get you have any like things that are like you that you reflection. Reflections on Elvis. Reflections on Elvis. That's my um, painting program. Excuse me, I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, are you gonna are you gonna do any paintings of Elvis? I wasn't planning on it. <laughs> I guess I could. It wasn't it wasn't in my. <laughs> it wasn't in your plans. Huh? Mm-hmm. It wasn't in my plans. I don't draw musicians that often. Yeah, you don't do a lot of like that many live persons. No, not really. you, a handful of drag queens, and that's about it. A handful of drag queens. I've drawn Kate a couple times. Well, yeah, yeah, obviously, and. Some family members. Some family members. When forced to. Yeah. Family members' pets. Yep. But anyway. Anyway, Elvis, sorry. Back to uh, Elvis. You know, not really. I There's like, there's some things I learned. Yeah. You know. But for the most part, I did know a lot about it. I guess it's interesting to me, and maybe this is just from my viewpoint. Can you not? She's fine. She's just gumming. She's no, gonna, no. she's gumming up. Anyway. Um. I guess to me, the thing that I think is so interesting is that all the iconic-y, Elvis-y shit that I remember from, like, being a kid in the 90s and the early 2000s is all of the Elvis died on a toilet, Elvis yeah. was, a, like, a older pudgy dude. Yeah. He, like, did Vegas and there's all these impersonators. Like, I always only got the campy, campy, campy yeah. stuff. Yeah, Like, people didn't really talk, and not until later. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I, I would say, like, 2009 or something, 2010. Yeah. Did people start talking about early Elvis? Yeah. So I always viewed him as this like camp, Vegas. Yeah. Like very cheesy, cheesy, cheesy person, and he really wasn't that. Yeah. He yeah. was a real person. But yeah. The, I and always got the impression of yeah. that. Yeah. And he was a really good entertainer. Yeah. And, like obviously he was a good entertainer in that more Vegasy way too. He was good at entertaining people. For but he also like those early years. He just had a like a real raw, you know, rock and roll, definitely you know, good. Yeah. And that kind of went away, you yeah. know, which is too bad. It is really funny to me because like when I think of Elvis, I, he was still alive when I was a, a young child. When you were a kid, yeah. And so, and I saw him on TV doing stuff. I saw some of the like the Hawaii special right. and stuff like that. And so he was just like, oh, it's like that old, he's parents' music. You yeah. Know, I'm not interested in this, this is his parents' music. Yeah, exactly. So I never had that um, interest in really listening to much of his right. music. And so it was funny when my other daughter. Yes. When not she was my in sister, high school, not me, obviously. Yeah, when she was in high school, got very into him. And it, that wasn't, and it wasn't until Emily. I, I was just like, why? What do yeah. you want with this? You know, it, well, like I said, it wasn't until Emily yeah, got it, into him that I even early went. Stuff that she went yeah, for. exactly. Mm-hmm. That I even went. Oh, yeah. He's not just like a Vegas machismo. Exactly. Because to me, that's what he was. Exactly. Because I just that's all what I ever heard about him was he's like this, you know. Yeah. And then this is like you know, Johnny Bravo did an Elvis episode, and there's like you know what I mean. Yeah. And it was all this like super super cheesy yeah. Elvis stuff. They did like an Elvis reference in that really shitty. uh Flintstones movie with Rosie O'Donnell. Oh yeah, and there's a you know there's I mean? an Elvis reference there's in, an Elvis um, reference in Black. Men in Black. There's mm-hmm. a, you know what I mean? It's all that stuff that is like that was what I had, yeah, yeah. and I just didn't look further into it. Yeah, because Emily had all that stuff too. Sure. She just looked further into it, and yeah. I really didn't because I was like, that's not for me. Yeah, yeah. And I still don't, you know, Elvis still isn't like my favorite thing ever. Yeah, but I do have more respect for yeah, him. Yeah, a lot more appreciation. 
But now, and I've always liked Suspicious Mind. I even though Suspicious that is his last song. hit, it was oh, yeah. later in his career. I just think it's a great, great song. Yeah, and I mean, a fried peanut butter and banana sandwich is fucking delicious. All right, we can unless you that. have it in a really <laughs> dark place, but have it in, under the good circumstances, delicious, perfect. All right, so thanks to Billy Zen for our theme song. Don't I know you? Thanks, Zenny Bill. Thanks, Rachel Karn, for our logo. Thank You're you, Rachel. Welcome. We have an Instagram, <laughs> Tales from the Rocks Hide. We have a we have a stupid dog too. We have a stinky stupid dog. We to have make laugh. a Facebook and a Twitter, Tales from the Rocks Hide. Yeah, how's the Twitter going? Please follow. I don't know, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I've been busy. Sorry. I'm, I'm not How's used to getting on Twitter. I'm not used to getting on Twitter. I know. I'm I'm do, I'm I, that's why I don't have one. To it, so I need. To, I do need to get into the habit of checking in. How's Sorry. Twitter going? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> aren't you supposed to be our our social media hype man? I'm really bad at Twitter. <laughs> I already. I said from the outset I can't do Twitter. Maybe we can get Roxy to do it. Roxy, will you be? Wait, Roxy or Roxy? Roxy the dog. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> she like saw something outside. She's like, "Hello." Uh, please like, rate us, review us on iTunes. We literally want to grow and recommend us, please, to everybody you know. Yeah, even if, if they don't got... like girls or music yeah. or stupidity. If, if they don't like stupidity, maybe don't recommend us. <laughs> if you've got any um, suggestions for upcoming oh yeah, we're out episodes. Of, we're certainly we're, we're yeah, we're kind of out of the fifties, and not, sorry. not to say that won't we won't ever do anything in the fifties. Yeah, we're kind we're gonna of going to start break. moving into the sixties. We might a take a little bit. break from the fifties. Yeah, we might even we might even do Shit, like a one off here. Let's do a one off like eighties or something just for fun. I was thinking now next week we are on vacation. Yeah, well I'm not. You are. Yeah, but we won't be recording next week. Yeah, unless you just want me. Well, no if you really does. want to, you go for it, I Rachel. Here's the thing: no you one, no the, one wants just me. Get on the mic and just ramble for an hour. Go for it. Today, I'm here to talk to you about. Oh, fucking no! <laughs> that would be really amusing. Anyway, um, that's because my mind is insane. <laughs> yes. So, um, yeah, that's it. Keep listening. Oh yeah, and rock on, please, and continue to rock, and keep on rocking in the free world. <laughs> <laughs>